Hello, adventurer, and welcome to the Skyrim Book Club, the on-the-go solution for the busy adventure in Tamriel's coldest, far-reaching province. Let us collect the literature and lore of this great province for you and put it into a portable package so that you never have to stop fighting dragons, picking flowers, or stealing from shopkeepers when they aren't looking. With an ever-increasing archive, SkyrimBookClub.ca has got the story for you. Until next time, enjoy the book. In Defense of Prince Hubalajad, by Lady Cinnabar of Tanith, a treatise on the myth of the witless Prince Hugh. If you know anything about Yogadan history, you're aware of the role Prince Hubalajad played, or did not play, in the early days following the initial Regatta colonization. We know Prince Hugh as a comic figure, share tales of his thick-headed approach to impossible problems, and jest about his aggressive opulence. A shrine to Zet floods as a sign of the gods' displeasure? Build a more extravagant one further downstream. An oft-repeated Tanith expression for wasting money is laying foundation with Hubalajad's coin. Yet what is truly known of the luckless prince? The only references available are third-hand documents, at best, and many apocryphal tales muddy the issue, drawing us further and further away from the actual man. Therefore, we must look to the land of Hughesbane itself to draw our own conclusions. What if, for only a moment, we approach what are commonly accepted as his many failures on their own terms? We know Hubalajad must have arrived in the barren land of what was then called Kefram's Boot with a sizable amount of soldiers and artisans. Without local quarries, and with no reliable overland route from the north, they needed to import mass amounts of cut stone by sea. The natural protected harbour and what would become Abba's Landing was undoubtedly their first stop. A steady flow of laden barges would prove tempting to pirates, so Hubalajad's first necessity was to construct Noshira Citadel, an imposing fortress overlooking the Abyssinian. It is true Noshira was soon undermined by seasonal flooding, but in response, Hubalajad appealed to Zet with a shrine. When subsequent flooding washed out the first shrine, he did order the construction of another, yet more elaborate shrine, but from an examination of the stonework, the new one was upstream of the last. Seen in this light, Prince Hugh's thick-headedness was in fact persistent resolve. Appealing to the Yokodan god of agriculture is not the act of an arrogant or thoughtless man. All the while, Abba's Landing grew from a soldier's camp and shanty town to a sprawling city. Despite the many hardships of this frontier life, Hubalajad constructed a great palace, a symbol that this land was his home, and that he was just as committed as the locals to thriving. Stone went to the great walls of Abba's Landing, showing that its contents deserved as much protection as the Yokodan ships. For a moment, I ask you to set aside the multiple tombs, the impressive prince's gate that opened a northern passage to Regatta territory, and the Yokodan statue just south of the Abba's Landing Harbor that most erroneously believe was an idealized image of Hubalajad himself. The very act of constructing a citadel in a walled city at the same time, with the same pool of resources, would require a sharp mind for logistical matters. If it was not Hubalajad himself, he knew enough to surround himself with someone who could. This is hardly the style of a witless buffoon. The scale of Hubalajad's setbacks do not, in this author's opinion, justify the tales of endless folly. Was it a whispering campaign from jealous rivals who decried the resources he poured into an inhospitable land? A blemished reputation for not recognizing his half-uncle was a necromancer? Did he invoke the ire of a Yokodan god, or perhaps a Daedric prince? Though we may never truly know, we should keep one thing in mind about Hubalajad. Before his arrival, no man or myrrh left a mark on this land. Today, the only structures surviving two millennia were those constructed by Prince Hugh.